Hello, I'm your host, Gulveig, and you're listening to Be The Whole You, where we break free of the matrix one episode at a time. Just as a friendly reminder, all of the information in this episode is for personal development only and is not intended to be medical or financial advice. Hello, and welcome to The Whole You. I'm your host, Gulveig. Today, we'll be discussing a multifaceted topic and that is the topic of the sacred masculine and sacred feminine. At first glance, this can seem like a fairly simple and cut and dry topic, but it doesn't take long to realize that this topic can very easily become a rabbit hole with many side topics and related areas of study. Luckily, we specialize in rabbit holes on this podcast. First, we will talk about what the sacred masculine and feminine energy is, what happens when we psychologically try to separate the two, And finally, some tips and tricks on how to bring balance to these two polarities. It is my intention that the information in this episode is not just interesting, but that we can put it into practical use. First off, let's just get one thing out of the way. We are not talking about gender when we are discussing sacred masculine and feminine energy. Gender is just one way that these energies are expressed, and as we will learn shortly, there is masculine in the feminine and feminine in the masculine. If we look closely enough at any example, we will always find that both of these energies coexist, always. What we are talking about when we use this broad term, sacred masculine and feminine, is the polarity of creation. And I will explain what I mean by that in a moment. So we'll be putting the pink and blue boxes away for this episode, since all people have sacred masculine and feminine energy within them, regardless of gender or sexual orientation. So what is the sacred masculine and sacred feminine? One of the easiest ways to understand this is through the very well-known symbol, yin-yang symbol. Chances are high that you've seen this symbol. It is the circle that has two teardrop-shaped sides. One side is black with a white dot, and the other side is white with a black dot in it. The black is the feminine energy, the white is the masculine. The feminine energy is black, in this symbol because it is associated with the space needed to create, the great void, the womb. It is cool, it is magnetic, it attracts. In fact, as a side note, the law of attraction that many of us uh, talk about and that I'll be talking about later in this episode is based on the sacred feminine because we are attracting, magnetizing what we are focusing on and we will talk more about that in a moment. The sacred feminine is receptive It gestates as it condenses energy into creation and is associated with receiving of all kinds, receiving energy, love, money, joy, nourishment, you name it. It is the negative ion, the negative pole. And when I say negative, think the negative end of a battery, not negative as in something bad or unhelpful. Masculine energy, on the other hand, is white because it is associated with release. It is giving, expressive, Instead of magnetic, it is electric, and it is associated with heat and taking action. It is the positive ion. Again, think positive end of a battery, not positive as in something happy or helpful. The sacred feminine condenses energy and creates, while the sacred masculine separates form and releases. So to better understand this, let's take the example of a wood campfire. The sacred feminine condenses the energy to create the tree that is now the firewood. Fuel and heat being brought together to create the fire is also a feminine act. 
and the release of heat and light as the energy from the wood is freed as an expression of the destruction of the wood is the sacred masculine. These two forces coexisting and commingling is also seen in your energy field. Where the feminine left side of your body pulls energy in through your feet and hands, and as it moves upward, it nourishes your entire organism. The energy is processed and distributed via meridians and chakras. On the right side of the body, the energy is released out through the feet and hands and moves downward. These two opposing energy streams are running simultaneously at the same time and are one of the foundations of what creates and sustains your aura, which is also known as your energy field. And just like a battery and planet Earth, which planet Earth is also a battery, we also are a battery. The top of our head is the North Pole is positively charged, while the feet is the South Pole and is negatively charged. We also see these polarities in your nervous system. The left side of your brain controls the right side of your body and is considered analytical. It takes information apart and understands the pieces, which is just another way of saying it analyzes. The right side of the brain controls the left side of the body and is considered feminine. It is responsible for holistic, big-picture thinking through the imagination and can make something new from putting information together. See, just like the yin-yang symbol. We find in your nervous system, these two type of energies are also intertwined, intermingled, and are not as separate as we are often led to believe. So just to recap, the left brain is masculine, governs the right side of the body, which is also considered the masculine side of the body. The right brain is feminine and governs the feminine left side of the body. Whew, understanding that is kind of like rubbing your belly and tapping your head at the same time. <laughs> Your left brain is analytical and is masculine because it liberates the parts of information from the whole. And the right side of the brain is feminine because it brings information together to see the big picture and imagine the possibilities. Now in all transparency, we are generalizing and simplifying this very complex relationship between these two energies. Because in reality, we cannot separate these two energies. Which is why on the yin-yang symbol, it has the white dot in the black, representing the masculine within the feminine, and the black dot in the white side of the circle, which represents the feminine in the masculine. This is why this can start to become a conundrum. As we start to identify masculine and feminine energy, we start to see that one never truly exists without the other, and both of them have destructive and creative properties. On a side note, if you're interested in delving into the creative and destructive nature of both the sacred feminine and sacred masculine, then I can think of no better place to look than Hindu mythology. In this pantheon, we have the three main energies, creation, maintaining of creation, and destruction. And then these three main energies have their main god and goddess that are married, and each of them have gods and goddesses that are aspects of these main six deities. We can think of these aspects like personas of the main six deities. It is said in these Hindu scriptures that the sacred masculine and feminine are eternally making love, are intertwined at all times. It might even be hard at times to distinguish them. And if you'd be interested in hearing more about gods and goddesses and the meaning of their lore, please let me know in the comments or by sending me a quick message. But I diverse. Back to the topic. We left off saying that the reality is that you can't really separate these two energies. 
In fact, the only time in which it might be helpful to separate these feminine and masculine energies at all is at times like this when we are seeking to understand the parts in order to have a better understanding of how they work together. When we try to separate these forces psychologically or culturally, we run into problems. Hunter, gatherers, and early agricultural humans were dependent on nature and respected both the sacred mother and father. In Northern Europe, it was believed that in the winter, the sacred father slash king sacrificed himself to the sacred mother slash queen in order to be reborn through her in the spring. Death and rebirth were an inescapable part of life, and these forces were mutually respected. About 8,000 years ago, a shift started to take place. We sought to harness and control nature. Our language went from a holistic, hieroglyphic style of communication to the phonetic style of alphabets that most cultures have today, devising more advanced ways to live independent of the seasons, and changing the way we write started to change how we think and what we value as a species. We started to value analysis over imagination, logic over intuition. With this divorce, our understanding of the natural cycle of death and rebirth also became skewed with our point of view becoming very compartmentalized. Example, dark equals bad, light equals good, creation and birth are good, death is bad. We no longer respected the duality of life and our place in it. We aimed to control it and saw ourselves separate from it. This was the start of the rise of patriarchy. Patriarchy is not just men oppressing women and those who are considered to have a lot of female characteristics. Patriarchy is the psychological divorce of the sacred masculine and feminine, with the belief that we are not a part of nature, but are owners of it and have the ability and right to control the natural process of death and rebirth. This belief results in a variety of issues we see in society, such as disregard for the environment, prejudice of all kinds, psychological and emotional dis-ease, and the general use of all living things, including fellow humans, as commodities, as things. Patriarchy hurts everyone, even those who seemingly benefit from its politics and power structures. It is the disease that plagues our world, and it affects the mind, body, and spirit. With this divorce, we feel like something is missing. We don't trust ourselves, or know what to do with our emotions, and in general, feel less whole. With this amnesia of our own innate wholeness, we become easy to manipulate and control. We might seek and be sold on a variety of different ways we can fill this missing piece. Addiction might ensue. Some become very rigid and dogmatic in their beliefs as they search for something outside of themselves to feel safe and in control of their world. Workaholism is common as we fall prey to the common misbelief that more doing equals more receiving and productivity. This is one way that I see the imbalance of this psychological divorce playing out. Workaholism is something that many brag about, but is actually a disease and can wreak havoc on your joy, relationships, and overall fulfillment as much as any addiction. The Japanese actually have a name for death by overwork. It is karoshi. And I'm very sorry if I didn't pronounce that correctly. Um, I don't speak Japanese, so I, I did my best. I, I hope I said that right. There is nothing wrong with activity, but doing is not the same as being productive. 
From an energetic perspective, workaholism is the compulsion to do as a result of an individual trying to create exclusively through their masculine energy current. What this means is that they are trying to manifest exclusively through doing and expressing without any pause to gestate and receive. It is very common that I see people whose energy fields are running in reverse because they are trying to manifest in this way. So let me give an example of this. Bodybuilders know that you must let the muscles rest so they can grow and reap the rewards of a hard day's workout. If they do not give themselves this time, not only will they be working a lot harder for less results, but their body will burn out and they'll be more prone to injury. This is what happens when we only run masculine expressive energy, all expression, all action, with little space to actually receive what you are working so hard towards manifesting. So let's talk about what the law of attraction is because this is the way to manifest through the sacred feminine and it also has been met with some misunderstandings as well. I've heard this law as described nothing more than wishing really hard with the intention of feeling as though you already have what you're wishing for. But as we have discussed, this is only a half of the story. The polarities are always working together. So to be a master co-creator with the universe requires that we harness not just the magnetic ability of the sacred feminine to attract what you want via your emotions and imagination, but also requires us that we take the right action at the right time that would require us to use our masculine energy as well. Manifesting in a balanced and harmonious way is to take right action at the right time. And here's what I mean by this. I'm going to give us three scenarios to this hypothetical situation. Let's say that you've got a great idea, but you're not sure about how all the details are going to work out in order to make it happen. Scenario one, you research, discuss, network, and relentlessly pound this idea into the ground. You probably find the answer you're looking for, but now you're exhausted. And this makes taking the next step all the more difficult because you're energetically depleted. Scenario two, you don't research or discuss or network and decide to simply focus your mind on manifesting the great idea into your life. You do your best to feel that you have already accomplished your vision. You live your life, meditate, do self-care, and through synchronicity are led to who you need to talk to or where you need to look in order to take the next step towards your new venture. But you take no action. You refuse to have the conversation or to look where you're being led and continue to instead focus on having what it is that you want until the lack of action and passing up of synchronicity leaves you frustrated with the lack of results. And perhaps you're left saying, forget the law of attraction, this hippie shite don't work. And then that leads me to scenario three. You research, discuss, network, and use the law of attraction to the best of your ability by focusing on what you want to have and feeling as though it has already occurred. You live your life, meditate, do self-care, and as you go about your day, synchronicity leads you to where you should look or who you should talk to. And you do take action at the right time by taking advantage of these synchronicities. You get the answers you seek with much more grace and ease and are able to take the next steps towards your intention without being overly exhausted. In the first scenario, we are out of touch with our feminine energy current and are overdoing, leaving little space for synchronicity. Life may be feel forced, 
difficult and hard as both creation and detoxification are both being directed by our mind to be channeled through the same masculine current. This can cause energetic blockages, or as I feel it would be more accurately called, energetic constipation. We are lacking space and nourishment, and our lives can feel dry. The heat of all the doing leaves us feeling burnt out. There is little gestation, only labor. The second scenario is when we are only using the feminine energy current. The doing part of creation has been dismissed, and this doing part may also include having to deal with obstacles to what we want, such as unhelpful beliefs or practical matters such as needing to raise money to fund a new project, and we are caught in wishing our lives away. In this scenario, there is little labor or birth, just incubation. The third scenario is when we are manifesting harmoniously. Just like the three little bears, this is the one that's just right. We leave enough space in our lives to attract and gestate what we are looking for. We take right action at the right time through the expressive masculine current, which might include detoxing our lives of things that might sabotage our baby intention, and then allow for the magnetic sacred feminine to create the synchronicity, which lets us know the right timing for the next right action. See, they're both dancing together and no one gets their toes stepped on. And that brings us to the tips and tricks. This is an easy way to keep our energy running in the proper direction, up the left side of the body and down the right. Now, if you still have habits that are outdated and trying to manifest through only the sacred masculine or feminine current exclusively, then you may have to do this on a consistent basis. So although this won't fix the patriarchal imbalances that all of us are having to navigate, it will energetically support us and give us a general feeling of having more ease. And feel free to use it at any time. It's very easy. So let's get started. First, slow down your breathing. Let the inhales be a bit deeper and the exhales more complete. Next, feel the body. Feel the head. Feel and relax the neck and shoulders, belly and back. Relax the hips, legs, and feet. Feel and relax the whole body. Now as you inhale, Feel as though you are inhaling through the left foot and hand up to the center of the forehead. And as you exhale, feel your breath moving down the right side of the body. And imagine the breath being released through the right hand and bottom of the right foot. Continue this at your own pace, inhaling up the left foot and up the left hand to the third eye, exhaling down from the center of the forehead down the right side of the body, releasing that exhale through the right hand and bottom of the right foot. Continuing this until you feel more at ease, until you feel more relaxed. And that's it. Doing this breathing exercise for just a few minutes at the beginning of the day or in bed before you go to sleep can do wonders for how you feel and it'll keep the currents of energy moving in the proper direction. For those of you who do decide to try this technique out, I would love to hear from you and what your experience is. How do you feel afterward? Did you try it at night or in the morning? Was your experience different depending on when you practice this? 
let us know in the comments. In addition to this breathing technique we just talked about, I want to leave you with one of the best ways to balance your energy, your life, and at the same time, as a bonus, rebel against 8,000 years of psychological divorce known as patriarchy. And this is right action at the right time. When it's time to just be, just be. When it's time to take action, whether to create or let go of something to make space for something new, you take the radical leap of faith in yourself and the universal laws and take that action. There is nothing lazy about conscientiously conserving your energy for actions that are best timed and have the best possibility for being productive. The whole universe is inside of you, the light and the dark, the great creatrix of the empress and the action-oriented emperor. I invite you to embrace it all. Thank you all for joining me here. Join me next week, where we will be talking about accessing the secret powers of the heart chakra. Liking, subscribing, commenting, sharing, and if you're on Spotify, rating this podcast are all ways you can help others find this channel. To contact me directly, including scheduling a one-on-one session to resolve an unhelpful pattern or a clarity session using tarot or runes, email me at info at be the whole you with just the letter u.com. For more information on this podcast, including written resources on the tips and tricks discussed in this episode, visit the website at www.betheholeyou with just the letter u.com. And please feel free to join our social media community on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. As a final farewell, the light and dark in me recognizes and honors the light and dark in all of you. Until next time, stay curious, my friends. Thank you for joining us in this episode of The Whole You. To ensure you don't miss an opportunity to dive into the rabbit hole, hit that subscribe button. To learn more and to sign up for the newsletter, go to www.thewholeyou with just the letter u.com.